0: Hello, welcome to Too Fast To Forever. With all kinds of family, we chose this
1: one. This is episode 193, Mad Max, Fury Road. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe 2, and this episode's brought to you by Jacobs Gas. Southwest Florida locally owned, they give they're best on every job because their reputation is on the line with every job. Jacob's gas.
0: Well, do they have guzzoline is the question.
1: I, I didn't ask if they have guzzoline, but I'm okay. thi- maybe they can order it. I, I think okay. it might be like a custom order or something.
0: Well, as you can hear on this episode, we're talking about Fury Road because F9, as we're recording this, is not out on VOD yet. So we're yeah. flip flopping this week and next week. No, there. I mean, you, dear sweet listener, have no idea what we're going to talk about in the future. I mean, you know. I mean, you know, because like there's a <laughs> there's a there's a system to this. But we, nothing else changed. But we're going to do. F9 with Karen next episode, next week, and we're just doing Fury Road today, and starting this Friday, actually, as you're listening to this now, F9 is out on VOD, so if you want to watch it at home, you can, which is very exciting, but right now, Fury Road. But Joe, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to since we last spoke?
1: I have been watching a ton of the Olympics. I really like watching the Olympics. Have you been watching any?
0: I have not watched a single second of the Olympics.
1: Oh, really? Why? Are you not an Olympics guy?
0: I I usually am. Um, I don't think they should be happening right now. I'm just not interested. I'm just not invested. And I just, I feel like if I started watching, I would. But I'm also not watching the Yankees right now either. Like, I feel like the Yankees have soured me on sports because they're just not great to watch right now. And they're also frustrating off the field. So it's fine.
1: I've been watching a lot of the Olympics. And right now, it's like, you know, an NBC product. So they have it on NBC but USA plays the best versions of the Olympics. So it like runs on NBC and NBC usually gets like swimming, right? Like gymnastics. That's what like normal NBC has. There's like NBCSN and that gets like basketball, you know, like the second tier ones. But USA has fencing, badminton, table tennis, men's volleyball, so I've been watching a lot of those ones. Those, that's my favorite part of the Olympics is watching like all of these smaller sports.
0: I mean, I think they're all also streaming in Peacock, which I think you have, right? So I think if you they just are, go in the Peacock
1: no, app. That's no fun. It needs to be on a channel that changes it for me. Like I don't want to pick the sport. Aye, I looked aye, at aye. like they have that on Sling too. And you can. Be, they're like, do you want to watch table tennis? And I'm like, not really. I want to watch a mix of everything that just is selected, curated for me of the Americans playing different weird sports. I've been doing a lot of that, watching Love Island, you know, normal bullshit nonsense, all my stupid shows. We watched the first new episode of season two of Ted Lasso. It was really good. Did you watch it yet? I did, yep. Yeah, and it was really good, so we were like, good job, continue along that way. And the last thing that I did slash watched was we watched the new Space Jam. Oh, okay. Did you watch it yet? No. No. I I saw your tweet before, like from a couple weeks ago, that was like, you know, you feel like you'd be the only one that would like this, considering how bad everybody says it is. Yeah, And that's usually true, but Rachel and I really enjoyed it. It's exactly what you'd expect a Space Jam sequel made 20 years later starring LeBron James is. Right? Yeah, I feel like
0: how people are describing, I'm like, this isn't going to bother me. Like, I don't think it's going to be good, but I mean, it's I don't think good. that like the yeah. things that annoy people about it, like product placement or crossovers or whatever, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't care. Like, I that remember was actually after, the best part
1: for us. Like, we, I like, imagine. Because it's a lot of IP that's being shown in the background. You know, Rachel and I were spotting all the different things. We're like, oh, look, it's, you know, whatever character and this kind of stuff. But generally, like, you know, LeBron's not an actor. Big surprise. Other than that, it was like, how are you going to make a a story that is Space Jam, but not exactly Space Jam. And right. they pretty much did that. So yeah, I'm happy with it.
0: What's well, on HBO Max for, I think a couple more, I think it came out like the 16th. So yeah, I might watch it or it, I might just wait three or four months until it comes back on HBO. Like if I don't get to it now, I'm not in a rush to get to it now. You shouldn't uh, be. It's not uh, the, the, it's, the cultural not, like, conversation listening. around Space Jam. I'm like, yeah, I'm not missing it on anything. Right. No, so.
1: absolutely not. But when, but like when you do watch it, I'm, I really think that you're going to be like, yeah, that was exactly what I expected. Right. Like,
0: exactly anything else of note or just watching stuff
1: yeah pretty much just watching stuff how about you cool
0: uh let's see here this past weekend bob came over did another uh lottery pod on friday night which would be episode six as this comes out episode wait no that was episode seven uh because episode five is out now as this comes out so if you want to listen to that it's the episode that just came out is about our best book probably the entire season, uh, this book called The Prayer for Owen Meaning," which is just remarkable. And the episode was really good and and one of our longer ones just because it was a longer book and a great book. So check that out, please, and thank you. He and I uh, took a a trip to get some burgers at that burger place that I found recently that I really like. And we then came back and recorded the podcast. And then on Sunday, he and I and our friend Tom, also in our Fantasy Baseball League, uh, went to an Ethiopian restaurant in Montclair. Have you ever had Ethiopian food?
1: So there is... An Ethiopian food truck. I've told you about the food trucks that sit outside my work, right? Yeah. So there's an Ethiopian food truck. So I've had Ethiopian food only from that food truck based on the people that are serving it out of the truck. I think it's very authentic, but I don't know. So I've only ever experienced it like that. Never been to a restaurant, but how was it?
0: Well, it was good. So I, I don't know what the experience would be like in a food truck, but the way that it's served is that there's basically a, a big platter. Like, they give yep. it a family-style or individual, and there's a big platter, and the-, you get this bread. the, the plate is the injera yeah it's the bread yeah. and you rip it off and you just pick it up like there's no utensils there's no yep. napkins like the bread is just all of that right yep this place has like a, a protein and two vegetables like two sides and i had that and it was good it was really good and uh you know there's there's always the like how spicy do you want to go in other cultures foods yes for when you're just uh, a, a white boy who like oh i yes. like some spice but like i want medium it was good I, I feel like going spicy would have been too much but medium was a good spice which i, uh, which I enjoyed I cool. Cool. But the I had a really good time. it was it was a good meal. I've never had Ethiopian before, and I also had uh, Ethiopian coffee, which was very good. Ooh, I remember yeah. the the only other like real cultural coffee that I've ever had is when we went to get Turkish food uh where you were living, yeah, uh, and we got Turkish coffee, which was really good too.
1: I love Turkish coffee yeah. I, I'm a big uh Justin Clyman too, our fan Justin Kleiman. He's a big coffee head. I'm a big coffee head in the sense that like if I can try different coffees. I usually do it I like Ethiopian coffee as well I'm a big fan we were when we were in Greece we kept ordering espressos and like in Italy espresso was at the time like one euro tw- like 125 and we went to Greece and all of a sudden like espressos were like 250. And we were like, something fucking broken here because we're not far away. Right. So we're yeah, like, yeah. we're like, we're like, what are we doing wrong? So like, we finally like, we got like espressos at one place, and we went to the next place, and we're like, just give us a coffee. And they were like, okay, cool, Turkish coffee, one twenty five. We were like, that's what it was. <laughs> like, right.
0: Yeah. Like this place <laughs> also advertises like American coffee. I'm like, I don't want that. I want, no. I want the actual thing because like on on the menu there's like the the Ethiopian coffee, and then there's like a whole like a paragraph like. Like, 150 words of, like, explaining the process. I'm like, oh, if you need to explain, like, if there's this much background and history and information about, like, how you make your coffee and why it matters, like, yeah, I want that. So. Exactly.
1: Cool. Good, good.
0: But then after we had Ethiopian Open Food, I swung by a friend of the show, Melissa Lynham's house, and we got, did the crossword in, in person. We normally do that oh, remotely, cool. but uh, we did this, the cross, Sunday crossword, and then, you know, she and her boyfriend were there, did that, and then I left. I was just like, okay, I'm going to crossword and leave. So I left, <laughs> and I said goodbye to her boyfriend. How do you do that?
1: How do you do the crossword if you, were you both just doing it on your phone sitting next to each other? No,
0: no, no. I logged into her laptop. Like normally what we do is okay. we do it over Skype where I just do it on my laptop and I screen share my Skype and then we chat on Gchat. It's a very complicated system that we've done more than a thousand times. Like we're on a thousand 80-ish day streak. And so we just do it that way and then we do it in person. So yeah, it was, it was good because we just, like she just helps me on my account or whatever. Like we do it together on my account. Like we don't both do it separately. So, you know, it's, uh, it was good. Oh, I also want to say, uh, of note, not to what I did, but today, Friday, for patrons, I'm going to start referring to today as Friday the day it comes out, How This get me? Is Covering F9, and also on the most recent comedy, Bang Bang, on this past Monday, uh, Scott Aukerman did like a kind of an extended rant about, not rant, but like an extended bit about F9 too, so F9 fever still in the air, cool. um, so Fast and Furious out there, I just wanted to mention that while I... Had it on my brain, but then in terms of watching things, I watched all three Fear Street movies on Netflix. Did you watch any of those? Did you and Rachel watch no. any of those?
1: No, because I saw how mad Kate was about them and how yeah. But did you
0: did you read Fear Street growing up or no? No,
1: no. Nope. Neither goosebumps. did I. I read
0: Goosebumps. Yeah,
1: Goosebumps. Yep, that was me.
0: So their takeaway because I watched these earlier than I would otherwise because I listen every episode of High School Summer Party and Brian and Kate did all three of these and I have no history with the with the books. Um, they were like, they seemed to, their takeaway on the episode was that if you're a Fear Street fan, you're not going to like them. If you're a horror fan, you're really going to like them. And I thought that they were just fine. They were more, like, they're R-rated and they like, have some cool grisly kills, which I was sort of surprised by. Um, but overall they were just kind of okay. But, like, but you're it was a super just...
1: horror fan. I, I think that, like, you even are, like, in a separate category, where like you're not a well, normal I mean, so Brian fan.
0: has talked to people who are super horror fans and they really liked it and they were talking about okay. how transcendent it was. And I'm just like, I don't it's not that's not it. Like that's it's I good, think, but it's yeah. not great. Okay. But I think they're I think they might be kind of in the sweet spot where you and Rachel could like them, but also like with everything out there to watch, I don't know that you need to, but I watched those three. Makes sense. And then I watched a double feature of new releases, one on HBO Max, one on Hulu. I watched uh, No Sudden Move, which is the new Soderbergh movie. We covered all those for Cinemakers, yeah. and that's great. Cool. Um, it's, it's kind of a – not like a heist. I don't even know how to describe. I guess it's like a crime thriller that kind of goes wrong because that's how just most of his things go. Uh, but that was really good. And then I watched Plan B, um, which is kind of both a book smart knockoff but also way more than Booksmart was, um, which is about what two girls mean? trying to get – So, what do you mean by
1: way more than Booksmart was?
0: So, Booksmart is great, yeah. But Booksmart is also about two privileged white girls, kind of, right? Like this is about different groups and different like it's it's going for different things um and it's about basically taking a road trip it's kind of like that movie that came out last year that was super super heavy um that i watched and really liked and brian covered on his podcast with Iceland called never rarely sometimes always where two girls went from pennsylvania to new york city to get an abortion this is about just Sounds they're trying fun. to find it's <laughs> great i mean it's not every movie has to be fun
1: no i wish i know i'm just i was just kidding it's all good i know
0: <laughs> But this is just two high school girls trying to in South Dakota trying to get a plan B pill for one of them because she fears that she might be pregnant and it's a comedy but it's also heavy about you know the state of all that stuff today Uh, but it's great and it's wonderful and the two actors the lead lead actors I've never seen them before Um, I don't know where they they cast these two women but they are both wonderful and so I was like Brian you and you and Eisen should cover this on your show he's like we have a plan I was like well it's like a winter late fall early winter movie so like if you want to do it like thematically you can do it because they only do that like mini series with eyes on once a month. So like, uh, you know, if they do it like October, sense. November, it would, you know, it would track. It would be good. And then I watched Tig Notaro, who's one of my favorite comedians, has a new special, also on HBO Max, called Tig, Tig Notaro Drawn, where it's all animated. And I, I don't know if this was this. because of the pandemic or not, because she's like interacting with, like you can hear her doing crowd work. And so I don't know, not only really crowd work, but like talking to the crowd and reacting to the crowd. So it feels like she did it in person, but maybe maybe it was like separated and like you know people were masked and like they she didn't want to ca- I don't know I don't know what the origin of the inception was but it was great because um, cool. she's wonderful and the, the special was really good too so that was really good in in other things that you won't like the the book that I'm reading right now for how to win the lottery is a 1000 pages and it's all one sentence <laughs>
1: Does it use lots of com? I like a lot of commas in the middle of my sentences. Oh, it's if there's all that.
0: there's all sorts of commas. Uh, it's That's it's wonderful. literally all commas, and it's like it's all the internal monologue of just a woman thinking basically for a thousand pages. It's it's difficult to to get through, but it's really good, and it's also sometimes funny. And but yeah, Ducks Newberry Port by Lucy A thousand thirty pages, and it's all one sentence.
1: I am a huge comma whore, so I can tone that book based on the use of. Long sentences and many commas.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's really good though. I mean it's you know also I'm only how I, I, I am drumroll please two hundred and ten pages in, so I got a lot more miles to go before I sleep. But you do. Yeah. Sure. Shout out to Ducks Newberry Report. We have a Patreon page, too fast, too Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen and Justin Kleiman, and Brian Rodriguez of High Ooh. School Slumber Party. Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. T- Thank you all for supporting the $5 a month level or above. Like we said last time, we're closing in. We're about halfway through this lap-ish, um, and so we're a little bit under that. But, you know, if you join at the $10 a month tier, you get a pick for either this lap, maybe more likely next lap, and also next year. So that's now is a, a great time to... Sign up, get early access to every episode, mm-hmm. get some swag and merchandise, handwritten letters, all sorts of fun stuff at TooFast, We also have an email address, family@cageclub.me, and we have three or four emails that I'm going to read. Okay. Uh, first off, meet new $1 patron, meet Juhi Kimani. So she joined us last time oh, and then yeah. signed up to be a $1 patron. She messaged me on Friday, like, or no, not Friday. Monday. On Monday, uh, laughing about the episode. I'm like, I love that you joined. She's like, no, I just want to, you know, I want to respect the hustle $1 a month at a time. I was like, well, thank you so much.
1: So, Very cool. Thank shout you. Shout out to Juhi. Yeah. Thank you, Juhi, a lot. She was on our Fast she Five episode. Great. I, I like Juhi a lot. She's the You know, I, I didn't want to say this to her, like, because it might have sounded a little creepy, but she has a great voice. You oh, know? yeah. It's just like, it's just like a, a really comforting voice to me. So, Yeah, I was thinking that the whole episode, I was just like lost in her voice. I think it's really nice.
0: Well, it was one of those things where like every time we have a new guest on the show, like, you know, lately I feel like, in the pandemic specifically, people have been better about, like, they all have microphones, they all whatever. Yeah. But, like, years ago, when we were for, like, when we were doing Zack Attack or Mike and I were doing Cage Club or Keanu Club or whatever, we'd have people on, like, yeah. it was a real shit show. Like, it was a grab bag of, like, <laughs> yeah. what are you going to sound like? Like, are you going to be good on the show? But also, like, are we going to be able to understand you? And I remember the yep. first time, like, even, you know, Cruise Club, when we were doing this, you know, a, a year or two ago, whatever, it was still, like, you know, early pandemic or whatever. And I remember her coming on and, like, I was like, oh, no, like, you sound clear. And you have a grave. I was just like, yes. and she was, like, wonderful and, like, with it. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Yep. It was one of those where it's just, like, I-, I was nervous. I think she was nervous Relief. or whatever. And it's just like, oh, no, it's- everything's fine. Everything <laughs> is really
1: good. I love when that happens. I'm sure you guys hear that happen a lot for us. Like, we just, like, start and we're like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> hmm
0: hmm Our first email from Wells Lamont, subject line, F stuff. I guess, like, fast stuff, fury stuff? I don't know. Or just fuck stuff. I don't fuck know. Fuck stuff
1: fuck stuff up
0: dom and han have their little heartfelt back and forth at the beginning of four and they cheers their beers and they're not coronas you can only see the tip which is always the best part anyway but the bottles are green
1: <laughs> yeah we i think this was they have that beer in for in other places too we were like oh that's like the local beer and it's not corona but in 4 right. they're in mexico are they
0: uh, yeah, but this is uh, where the heist is in the Dominican. So maybe they That's are in the Dominican Republic. F- yes, yes. Maybe yes. this is the DR- I don't know. It's funny hearing Dom called Brian O'Connor for the first time. He was Brian for the entire first one or Spillner. And Dom calls him each name for different reasons, I feel like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is first a nice time you
0: see track. Brian smile in fours when they bring up the big screen with all the cars for him to choose from the, for Braga's race. He lights up with joy in what has been a very serious and dark movie so far. <laughs> yes yeah phoenix is a terrible villain or sidekick or whatever he is that poo face he always makes is so lame it pisses me off
1: he does look a little constipated he has some some uh kristen stewart going on there sometimes
0: the gag reels in four are so funny when brian's driving with braga i was dying we haven't done these yet it's kind of a no. different side of paul and Vin that we don't usually see even in other gag reels nothing major just some good old-fashioned humor amongst bros
1: I bet that they had fun. I, I think who, who um, plays Braga? Do you know the actor's name?
0: John Ortiz.
1: John Ortiz, just based on like the Weasley characters he plays, I think that he would actually be a really fun person in person.
0: I feel like lately what I've seen him in are things where he's trying to be more upstanding and then like collapses in on that because like, it kind of gets typecast or whatever, but he's like trying to break free. They're like, OK, we're going to let you go a little bit further, but then like you're still going to be kind of a scumbag. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Starting on 5F5F, as Joey did, is a crazy place to begin your fast venture. I know you've touched on it before, but what was your initial thought? What were you thinking during the opening scene? It'd be confusing at least a little bit. Well...
1: It's an so action I, movie.
0: It's an action movie. I thought it was going to be a bad movie because I was watching it for How it get Made, and I was like, I don't think this is bad. Like, I don't know what this is yet, but I think this is good. And then I listened to the episode. Like, you know, by the end of the movie, I was sold on it or whatever. And then when I listened to the episode, they're like, oh, no, this is great. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Like, I wasn't wrong.
1: Not that you would have been wrong, but just like you didn't perceive this in a different way than them.
0: Right. Like, I mean, so if you think about it, like, you know, I'm still watching Bond and I watched the second Pierce Brosnan movie and it was good. It wasn't, you know, it was a step down from Goldeneye for sure, but I still enjoyed it because it's 90s action. But like every Bond movie starts with just like an action scene that kind of means nothing. Like it's just like a big action scene, like a lot of the Fast and Furious movies too, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you find out what the movie's about. And so them breaking Dom out, you know, I, I don't think it's crazy for it to be a first movie because so much of it is new. Like, they break Dom out, but, they, you know, it could just be people we don't know breaking out their leader or whatever, and then they're on the run. Like, that's what the movie's about. So I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, it's, it's weird, maybe, but I don't think no, it's, it's that easily,
1: crazy. I think it's easily accessible yeah. because, like, it starts like an action movie, right? Like, you don't need to watch the first bunch of Mission Impossibles to get a Mission Impossible. You don't need to watch the first... Fast and Furious to get a Fast and Furious, especially five that starts in the middle of an action. You're like, oh yeah, cool. This is just an action movie that starts in an action sequence. Yep. I bet other people get it. I'm missing some stuff, but it still works. So
0: How long is it in between the Dom bus escape and Brian and Mia meeting up with Vince in Rio? Vince mentions he hasn't seen Dom in a couple weeks, and when Brian asks him why he chose Rio, Vince tells him about his free fall through Mexico and South America making it seem like a long time. Ricking Dom out was immediately after four... So why did everyone split up? And was it months or years from the end of four until the beginning of five?
1: We talked about this because you have to factor in like court dates and stuff, right? Like that stuff doesn't go quickly. So we see Dom in court.
0: Well, we don't know where Vince went after that because Vince is not in two, three or four. So like that timeline is totally separate too. You know what I mean? Also true.
1: Also very, very true. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on the episode that like, How did Vince get out of the hospital? How did he get from the helicopter to Mexico?
0: My guess, and I've never really thought about this, is that, you know, they break Dom out and they're all wanted. They're on the TV and whatever. They're like, these are, you know, the most wanted criminals, most wanted fugitives or whatever, right? Yeah. I would imagine Dom traveling solo can probably go a little bit faster, gets to Rio and sees Vince or whatever, and then Brian and Mia maybe have more loose ends because, like, Dom was in prison, right? Like, even if he, you know, was getting transferred to a different prison or whatever, like he was still in the system. So it's not like he had like things to pack or whatever, right? Like he was just like yeah, he yeah. could just go. Brian and me would probably have to like, you know, there's probably more loose ends of tie up. So I mean, they're not going to be like wildly behind Dom, but I can see Dom also. Getting there's two to of Rio them, right?
1: First. There's two yeah. of them. So anything that they do, they have to. They're just going to naturally be slower.
0: So I think that Dom just gets to Rio first. You know, lays low. They get to Rio, meet up with Vince. Vince is like, oh yeah, I just saw Dom a couple weeks ago or whatever. I've asked this question probably five times and I never remember. How does Dom know Elena when he says, I already know who you are? He's talking metaphorically. He's not, he doesn't actually know her.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't mean that he actually knows that. He's just like, I know what kind of person you are.
0: Vince doesn't interact or even see anyone from two, three, or four, right? Correct. And thinking about it now, it's weird that they didn't bring Vince back and forth. Do you think it was plot related or real life related? Well, I think I think there was a conscious effort to make it simple. Like it's a really streamline four.
1: Yes. Like we talked about, you know, like the Justin Lin kind of planning. I think that although he only did three when he did four, he's like he had a future projections in his head. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. whether or not he admits this, whether or not he I don't think he knew that they were going to let him do five or six or whatever. But I think that in his mind, he's like, I'm going to build this to put blocks in place that I can go from. So, yes, I think I agree with your conscious effort to streamline it as quick as possible.
0: What's the best scene in the entire franchise, and what's your favorite scene in the franchise? I think the safe getaway at the end of five is the best scene, but I'm not sure what my favorite is. Letty saving P-Walks in seven was pretty badass. <sighs> Do you have a pick for either best or favorite?
1: I think best and favorite for me got to be Brian handing Dom the keys at the end of one.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Like, I I mean, like, there's, there's a lot of great moments... But I think that like that, I owed you a 10 second call. you know what I mean? That's like top tier. Because that, that's like the kickoff of it. But yeah, if I thought more, I mean, you know, we've talked about a lot of great scenes and scenes that I love in this, in these movies, but that has to be like the most iconic one to me as well. Iconic to, you know, shout out high school slumber party there. Sure. What about you?
0: I think favorite would probably be Cracking a Safe in Donza caduro maybe. Yeah,
1: you do mention that a lot. I think. That I also think
0: favorite. it's it's up there and I, I, I don't want it to sound blasphemous, but I think Hattie's introduction is one of my favorite scenes because I think it's oh, so yeah. cool and so fresh and that's how it kicks off a movie, right? I think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Best, I don't know. Like, I have a problem with Best and this is not, a, it's not me like clapping back at Wells, but like, and I know this isn't necessarily right, but I feel like in my head sometimes Best means that it is undoubtedly the best and so like if if there's the best scene it's something that everybody would agree like that's the best thing so like it's not no. really fun or anything to me because it's just like okay oh, yeah, that's the best one or whatever that's why i always say like my favorite movies of the year my favorite this or my favorite that because it's just like it's, it's what best. matters to me
1: right exactly yeah it's from your perspective always yeah
0: last year for the best picture nominees i do think nomadland was the best movie of the bunch but like my favorite was probably promising Young woman or whatever right like there's like a difference fair there yeah and I don't yeah. know, it, it's best whatever, like, you can't, like, it's just whatever. I don't know what best would be, I mean, technically best, best in terms of plotting. I do think that five is the best movie. I think that it is, it works cohesively as a movie really well. As a and film. And it's fun, yeah. and like, it's got, I think four is also a good, you know, I've come around a little bit four. I think four is also the streamlined nature of it all. I don't know, I, I think best is hard. What but... scene
1: do you think that people think is the best scene then?
0: Best with by what metric though?
1: Best, whatever metric you want to use, just in your own work. Like if people like, you know, if you asked twenty people like what do you think the best scene in the Fast of the Furious is, what do you think they would say?
0: I would guess that people would answer that by saying like the craziest scene. Okay. Like the best action scene. So I think it would be either jumping cars out of the plane in seven or the runway scene in six or dragon staff through Rio the streets of Rio in five. Okay. I'm guessing that if people say, what's the best scene in a Fast and Furious movie, I I would imagine that their brain, the average person's brain, would go to...
1: Craziest stunt.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think that's that's how I would interpret other people's interpretations of that question, I think.
1: I think for our fans, a lot of the best scene would be, like, the most family-oriented, emotionally-driven scene. Because I think that you would get a lot of the, like, end-of-seven... Paul Walker, sure. Dom yeah. split scene as the best scene in the movies.
0: And that's why I think, you know, the Donza Caduro scene, the end scene yes. in nine, like the yeah. family barbecues at the end of movies, like yep. those are just like where it's yep. closure. And it's it's unique in that way because other movies don't have like a. Like a lot of movies just kind of end. Like even Hobson Shaw just ends like action's over. There's like walk away right or whatever (laughs) they're just making jokes yeah but like with these and i I don't know if it's good or not like i i don't know objectively again who cares but like i don't know if it's good that they do this but it's wonderful and it's unique that just like hey the movie's over but we're gonna have a barbecue (laughs) it's just like (laughs) yo, okay
1: it's a great way you know what sometimes i like would when i watch like random movies you know there's many times that we'll be talking about a movie that we watch for this And I'm like, man, I had to pause and be like, shit, there's still 30 minutes of this movie left. You never have that thought in Fast and the Furious, because unless there's a barbecue, you still got time. So that's what it's just like a perfect bookmark at the end there.
0: Six is the second time they use the reading the brochure line. 3F3F is obviously the first.
1: Oh, yeah, he can read the brochure. Why
0: are they in Cuba at the beginning of eight again? I think he was on vacation, right? Dom and Letty?
1: Visiting his cousin. Yeah, yeah, kind of hiding out. No extradition from Cuba.
0: The reason they're shooting there is because Cuba opened its borders and Dom and Vin Diesel was just like, I want to shoot there. Yes. But I think they're just
1: yeah. like on vacation.
0: Just, yeah, hanging out with a cousin or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, he apparently has family there, like we said, cousin. Yeah. So yeah, just vacation and seeing some old peoples that we couldn't see before the borders were open.
0: <laughs> when the agent comes to Hobbs at the soccer game, pretty much begging him to, this is an eight now begging him to take this case. It's strange how he goes about it. He's asking him, not telling him, and pretty much says, this is serious. Can you please take this case? We need you. And if you fuck up and things go south, you don't get burnt. You go to prison. So what do you say, partner? Are you down? It's kind of strange.
1: I think that that's more of like a character thing that Hobbes is so imposing that he asks, because although he might be his superior... Hobbs is the more imposing guy, and that's why it comes across like this.
0: But I think it's just like, because he's like, hey, you don't have to do this. We want you to do this. But if you do it and you fail, it's not like you're just going to be in trouble, like you're going to go to prison. It's like, it's a big ask. It's a big risk for a thing uh, that like he's not saying you have to do.
1: But I think that's playing into his nature. Like, he knows he th- sure, at that yeah, point yeah, yeah. he's like, I'm, I can definitely do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no way I'm going to go to jail. So he's kind of like baiting him a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. I'm
0: not going to mess up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The wrecking ball into the cops was a pretty epic getaway plan with the smiley face on it for some flair was a nice touch. Yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah, gone in 60 seconds too, right?
0: And then he says, what are your thoughts on Cypher in 8 compared to 9? And I think we, we've we talked about it a little bit, just it's still too early to tell. I think she's still like a work in progress.
1: It's a little bit better though. In 9? A little bit.
0: Uh
1: A little tiny bit. You get, like, more of her own personality, her being more commanding, and, like, seeing her play chess with multiple people, because she has, like, Jacob and Otto, as opposed to just, like, forcing Dom with the baby. She's kind of using, like, like, a psychological warfare type situation. So, in that sense, I like it a little bit better.
0: Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. And that was the end of his email. Thank you, Wells, for writing in. Thank you, Wells. Our next email from Jake, uh, rank, uh, subject line, new rankings.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Hey, guys, since you've some new rankings recently, I thought I'd do mine. It may be a bit controversial from worst to best.
1: Worst to best. Okay.
0: So Jake had sent it in after Hobbs and Shaw. I don't remember the last time he sent these in, but we have nine ranked for him. And he has in last place eight. Oh, he also ranks the extra ones. Okay, so I don't have official numbers for like Los Bondoleros and Turbocharged Prelude, but they were in here as well. So, but like in last place, 8F, 8F, and he does the F's scale, just like Wells created. 8F, 8F in last place, which is what it was. Perfect. Then he has Los Bondoleros, which feels low.
1: Feels very low and feels very weird because Mad Max Fury Road felt like los bandoleros and it could have just like intertwined we'll talk about it we'll
0: talk about it yeah then he has 4f 4f which was pretty low for him before slid down one okay then he has Hobbs and shaw which slid down a little bit but eight is on the lower end for Hobbs and shaw for sure okay then he has 2f 2f which i think moved up a little bit but not too much okay Then he has Turbocharged Prelude, which is very high. He says, I know it's like a music video (laughs) and everyone hates it, but I love it. The instrumental that plays is so good to me anyways. Well, okay.
1: That's cool. Yeah, that's fine.
0: Then he has 7F, 7F. Okay. Which I think fell a little bit. Then 6F, 6F, which is in the same, like right in the middle. Then 9F, 9F in fourth. 3F, 3F in third. 5F, 5F in second. And the first one in the first. Oh, wait, no, no. Actually, sorry. Sorry. He flipped these. He's got one in the two spot and five in the one spot, which flips. So that is uh, a pretty, uh, you know, not a big swing, but an important swing. So he's got from top down five, one, then three. So cool. Nice.
1: Yeah. And nine is pretty high. See, I think that that's everybody's like top third, right? It's like the bottom of the top third. What it feels like.
0: Wait, say that again. (laughs) Nine is the bottom of the top third.
1: Yes, that's what I said.
0: I I heard what you said, but like I didn't understand it as language. So I was just like, I don't <laughs> know what this means. I didn't but know yes. how to
1: describe it. But like like fourth. Like it's like it's like you know what I mean. Like it's it's more than the top half, less than the top third. That's what it feels like. It's been ranked a lot, like right around four, five, three. Yeah,
0: you know, we have it right now. The average ranking, and we have how many people have ranked it? We have 10 people who have ranked it, and the average is a 4.9, which has it below Fast and Fewer. The first one has it below 1, 3, 5, 6, and 7, but above everything else. So I'd say it's in the middle. I would say it depends. Yeah, I mean, Juhi having it 9 kind of brings it down a little bit, but for most people, it's the 3, 4, 5 range.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay.
0: Commonly referred to as the bottom of the top third.
1: (laughs) Yeah. in colloquial english bottom of the top third sounds about right yeah
0: so I look forward to your next episode where i inevitably get roasted for liking the turbocharged prelude well no you know,
1: not really i mean
0: it's crazy but you know we're not gonna roast you
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: and also i get so triggered when you guys talk about in and out versus whataburger because in south australia we have carl's jr and that's about it and that's a pretty bad thing not gonna lie well yeah okay yeah
1: we have Carl Jr. here too. And Carl Jr. Hardee's is the same thing, right?
0: Yep. It's just regionally what it's called. Yes. That's so fucking stupid. Says, we might be getting a Five Guys soon, but I highly doubt it anywhere. Take, take care, guys. And then he also sent in a car picture separately, which we will do on a future episode. I'm not going to do it today, but cool. thank you, Jake, for writing in.
1: Thank you, Jake, for writing in. Thanks for the car pick. Appreciate it. Enjoy the Turbocharged Prelude. You can watch it like four billion times by the time this episode comes out because mm-hmm. it's only three minutes long.
0: Six minutes. Don't, six, don't shortchange that I, I was going to say six. I was going to say
1: six, and then I said three. God damn it.
0: Joe, our last email, this is what I messaged you about. This is not an email to you too fast. It's an email to Zach Attack, but I need to read this out loud. Weird. This is from, okay. This is from uh, past writer inner Christine Tran. Subject line, tapping my watch, waiting for Scoob. Okay. She says, hello, Joey and Joe. It has to be at least three years or more since I last wrote to you guys. I looked and it was May 2018, so a little over three years ago. Okay. About two years since the latest episode was released, and this is where it gets crazy and amazing. Despite this, I've literally re-listened to this entire podcast from episode one to thirty-seven at least several times since then.
1: There's some glory in Zach Attack.
0: I'll put it on in the background while I'm playing video games, baking, <laughs> folding laundry, anything. It's fun and comforting. Even if and it still even makes me smile when I listen. Is that weird?
1: No, not at all. I I like I said I there is some amazing comedic moments of us watching really really interesting Zac Efron movies and us just laughing together about them and just thoughts that we had I have lots of joy in some of the moments of of Zac Attack how you've listened to those episodes multiple times that's questionable
0: I also don't think that we've ever—the best moment we've ever had on air, I think, was in Magic Mike's when, before that died, was the Ragazzi moment, which yes, you true. guessing, specifically, you guessing what A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints was about was yeah. the funniest thing I've ever recorded on a podcast. Uh, I don't remember you. what episode it was, whatever was before A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, but that was—
1: so good. That was so good.
0: That was our our peak. That was our, our best moment.
1: That was comedically the best moment we've ever had. I think so, too.
0: She says, anyways, down to business. Last year, Zach had a voice in the movie Scoob, and yet, where is the Zach Attack episode? Honestly, I haven't seen a single Fast and Furious movie, but I might just go and binge them all soon just to be able to hear your voices again on Too Fast too Forever, you your should. fan, Christine.
1: Can you just, like, reply to that email and be like, yes, Chris? Like, you don't even have to listen to the back half of the episodes.
0: I do think that this email, we should just do Scoob.
1: For Christine? Yeah, I'm down. Could, I could it just see... be like a Christine centric like a Christine centric episode? Well, we've got a
0: couple emails over there since we recorded. We did the beach bum, so we need to do Scoob. He there's a short film called Save Ralph that I it's about uh, stopping animal testing on rabbits which he has like one line in which we don't need to do. Nah. But there's Scoob. We could do the Netflix series. Oh, there was series. a Human Discover. Well, there was that Facebook Watch series, Human Discoveries, the animated thing. That I don't know. If, I, Facebook Watch is still a thing. I don't think they're creating new content for it, but we could do that. And then yes, the uh, Down to Earth Zac Efron.
1: The Down to Earth thing was good. Imagine, because Christine's not listening to these episodes. Imagine, she, like she also
0: won't get to this one for a while
1: if she does. If she starts from the beginning, yeah. So, but I'm saying like. <laughs> Like when she, when it's just like poop and like pops up in her feed, or podcast yeah. feed of Scoob, she going be like, Holy fuck, they read that email,
0: you know? Like, well, she knows. I mean, she had written in before, and yeah. you know, she knows that we read the emails. We're gonna have to read the emails again on the next Sack Attack because there's been a couple people have emailed in since that show ended, but
1: I'm down. L- let's just do Scoob next, just for Christine. Uh, can we do that, and then we'll go from there? Yeah, sure. Cool, works for me. So, check Tell out Zach Attack. When.
0: I mean, again, you say it, I say it every episode. It's the same show. It's a different movie. It's the same it's
1: show. It's the same show. That's that's what I'm trying to That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, Email Christine and be like, Christine, I know you might not believe this or not, but like, if you listen to Zack Attack, it's the same fucking well, show.
0: We'll, we'll just talk to her directly in the next episode. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When we record Scoob, it'll just be a pitch for her to listen to Too Fast. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. Yeah. I like it. Okay.
0: And that's all the emails. Family at or Zach Attack at if you if you want to, you know. If you want to email that?
1: So. Yeah, sure. It will, apparently, we'll read it here. It's so cool.
0: <laughs> we have a store, too fast, too far. Shop. So if you want to go there, someone bought a t shirt recently, which was nice. Oh, nice. Again, cool. No idea what t shirt was. was it? What t shirt was uh, it? Cha Cha Cha,
1: I think. That's like, dude, that was a really good t shirt. Good job. Cha Cha
0: Cha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the 23rd, five days ago.
1: Nice. Hopefully I don't know what it.
0: size I don't know what color I don't know what softness it was just Two? one t-shirt yeah so. just
1: what I mean you just you, you got all the good data there nice
0: one t shirt thank yeah. you thank you too fast you've ever got shop for that if you want to check that out. or if you join in, like a really crazy high tier on patreon you get a free t-shirt so just do that too instead don't even worry about the shop just give us lots of money directly I don't know you know whatever yeah or no. don't <laughs> either way <laughs> Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious, F9 and VOD on Friday the 30th, which is very soon as we record this. But what else? Anything else of note that you've seen about the Fast and Furious? I've been
1: holding this in for like 15 minutes like I had to pee. I just was watching the Olympics in the background as we're recording, and Dame Helen Mirren was in a L'Oreal anti-aging cream commercial on TV, and that's the Fast and Furious news I have this week. Cool. (laughs) Sorry. that's, That's all I got. I haven't seen any like news. right? Have you seen any news? Is there been well, any F9 news? Well, F9
0: crossed $600 million worldwide.
1: I, I mean, that's not like, yeah, that's news, but not like news. It, it comes out on VOD Friday. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing.
0: Like there's the whole, uh, people are upset that Black Widow, because Black Widow had a terror, I think maybe Marvel's worst ever first week to second week drop off. Um, okay like it did really well it's opening week and it made a lot of money on on disney plus too but the, the one of the big metrics in movie theaters in in movies in theaters is what the percentage of like retention so like in theory like it goes from like a hundred like whatever it's the first one like is always 100%, 100 to 50 right yeah. to- well like no like ideally you want to get a like 80 80 90 like where it's like i mean that doesn't that rarely happens but you want to keep most of the audience or like in smaller movies i think the thinking back in the day was that like word of mouth like i go see a movie like before internet or inverse. whatever, and yeah. i'm just like i'm like joe oh my god you need to go see this movie and it's so like, 20, like 20, i 40, tell three 80. friends yes yes, yes. well always starts at 100 like that's where yes okay. but widow had like the worst black widow had like the worst ever drop off from weekend one and weekend two and they're saying that you know it being on disney plus hurt and also it being on vod like for, no. for piracy and everything like that hurt too and so that yes I, d- I don't know, but this is the interesting thing where it's 31 or I think actually probably like close like 35 days of movie theater exclusivity. And it's going to be on VOD. And so this, because like by now, unless you're afraid to go to the uh, not afraid to, but like unless you're either afraid to or don't want to go to the theater for COVID or for whatever reason, yep. people aren't like this is like, nobody's seeing F9 in theaters anymore anyway. Like it's still in theaters. But, like, I'm pretty sure you go to a a screening now, there's going to be, like, four people there, right? Total. This is opening up to a new market, and it's better for, like, people like us and, you know, people like Kara who, like, don't want to go to the theater who can watch it on VOD and it makes more money. So, like, I think this might be the winning ticket. I don't know.
1: We're in an interesting place. So they're trying to judge or, like, trying to use the metrics to be, like, it coming out on Disney Plus heard it. When in reality, it's like everybody that was gonna go see it in a theater felt comfortable enough to do it. It's just a different dynamic with pandemic stuff still happening, right? Like right. that's so. I don't think that you can take away anything and, or draw the conclusions that they're trying to draw by the like the second week drop off. It, it's not fair.
0: Right. I think. So. I yes.
1: Because you're exci- I was so excited to go back to the theater, and I feel comfortable going to the theater, vaccinated everything. So for me, when a movie comes out, I go see it the first weekend. And I think that the people that go see it the first weekend that are excited about it are the same group of people. And you don't have people that are just like, oh, it's a Friday night. We're high schoolers. We're going to go to a movie because there's nothing to do as much as you normally do during a normal summer without a pandemic. So
0: with the CDC now recommending people start wearing masks indoors again again in certain certain circumstances or whatever, I think it might drop off again. But like before the pandemic and even before like all this change, but like, you know, a couple a year or two ago, or two two or three years ago, say, I would see everything in theaters because like I'm not paying more for it. I'm paying the AMC thing or whatever. But like the movie like Snake Eyes, the new, the new GI Joe movie, which we watched the first one for Channing, we did not see the second one. I would have seen that in theaters and been bored in theaters. But like I know that it'll be free and legal for me to watch streaming somewhere in Relatively like three or four soon. months. Yeah. Yeah. And so a movie like that where I'm not going to be, like, I don't actually really want to see it, but, like, I kind of want to see it because it's a new action movie or whatever. Yep. I can just wait. But then also, you know, on the other hand, tomorrow night, Thursday night, and then on Saturday, I'm seeing three, I have uh, tickets for at least, three movies. So, like, there's still, like, new stuff coming out that I really want to see.
1: That I want to see immediately. Yes. yes.
0: Correct. Yeah. Including uh, The Rock in Jungle Cruise out this weekend.
1: It looks fun. Yeah, we like Jumanji. It feels like like it's the rock. Yeah, you're right. It's the rock and anyone doing a kind of Jumanji, a kind of rampage, a kind of everything movie. So yeah, yeah. I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm gonna go. Like I'm not gonna see it in theaters, but I'll see it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it'll be on Disney Plus sooner rather than later. Again, right? So cool. yep. Go support the things in theaters you want to see. Like, tomorrow night I'm seeing The Green Knight, which I cannot wait for. Holy shit, I'm so excited for The Green Knight. And then Saturday I'm seeing...
1: Oh, that's A24 with Slumdog Millionaire, right?
0: Yes, Dev Patel, yes. Yes. And then on Saturday I'm seeing Jungle Cruise and Stillwater with the new Matt Damon movie by Tom McCarthy who did... Oh, God, what's the movie? The journalism movie that I really, really love. Oh, my God. Yes, Spotlight.
1: You guys, did you guys just hear that? That was the only time I've ever answered Joey's brain fart. Yeah, yeah. Can wow. we rec- that's That moment needs to be saved in time. Got to
0: cut it out. Got to <laughs> cut it out of a box. But the only thing to do before I take a break is do the Too Fast, Too Furious Minute, Minute 20, a minute I called crazy in a good way.
1: It's a good title. That's your boy in Monte Carlo. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's got some skills. Mhm. And he's crazy as hell, I'm telling you. In a good way though, he's a man for the job. He's got quite a record, including three years upstate. Says here he's on house arrest now. Can't go more than a hundred yards from his home. Oh,
0: In this minute, we're at the Demolition Derby. Roman revs his engine and crashes a car through the side barrier. Brian and Bilkins watch the action from the stands and talk about Roman, who continues in the derby, kicking out his windshield after his car is hit. Roman flips a car and the crowd cheers as the minute ends. I don't know that I've ever noticed, and I think it's especially jarring here in the minute, the, like, aerial shot to give you the the establishment of, like, where the Demolition Derby is. Yes,
1: I haven't either. Yep.
0: In in the one, in the minute by minute chunk, it is so weird because it's like one, like literally one second of like loud crashing noises and then like silence for two seconds while we have like an aerial shot and we're back in the derby. I'm like, that's so weird.
1: Yeah, yeah it feels very jarring. Yeah, I agree. I've never noticed that aerial shot. That's like where it is. Yep.
0: I also love, and I'm sure that I've seen, it, I never really thought about it much, but I love that they show Roman's ankle bracelet, like his house arrest monitor, slamming on the gas pedal. Cause I'm like, oh, cool. That's a great way to show that, like, he's under house arrest or whatever. I'm like, this is a very good uh, example of show don't tell. I where agree. You're saying, where you're saying something about his character instead of, like, actually having a character say it. And then immediately we go to the crowd and Bilkins is like, so he's under house arrest. It's like, God damn it. You, <laughs> you, just, you <laughs>
1: just told us that. It's, it's like if you looked at if you looked at your Motorola razor when you were in the theater and just missed that one little scene, yeah. that's what you would have got. They had to remind you. But yes, I agree with you.
0: And Brian's like, you mean he can't go more than 100 yards from his home? That's right, Brian. That's what house arrest means. It's when a judge orders you to stay at home because you did something <laughs> bad. And by bad, I mean illegal. It means against the law. <laughs> yes, thank you, guys. <sighs> The only other, like, real notable thing that I found in this minute is that Bilkins is eating popcorn, which I think, you know, a very Han move, sort of. Just snacking unnecessarily, kind of. Just, you know, enjoying yeah. taking in some uh, entertainment and just popping some popcorn. But on that is the note... First- Yes, yeah, first minute in a while that you've actually had things because like we we're in, we're in a different room, different place, different space.
1: Cars. So what did you see here? A perfect segue is you noticed Bilkins was eating popcorn. I noticed a lot of the crowd was eating popcorn, but the thing I noticed the most because we're watching this minute by minute, many times over, rewind, pause, fast forward. Sure. I noticed that Bilkins has a completely different branded bag of popcorn than everybody else in the crowd. Oh. Yes, Bilkins's bag says popcorn in red and has stripes. Everybody else's bag says popcorn in blue and some have stripes and some do like there's either <laughs> so to, to think this out there is poss- there's at least two possibly three popcorn vendors at this <laughs> demolition derby. Love it. <laughs> with with like 60 to 100 people in the crowd, there's com- there's a popcorn Entanglement. There's, there's, there's a war going on between the popcorn vendors at this demolition derby. But Bilkins's bag looks completely different, and I was just laughing about this. Like, how? Even if, like, even in movie planning, how did they buy different bags?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's you. You think that you they just like they go to like Party City or whatever and be like, here's the, like the bag of a, like a hundred bags. Or yes, like, right? and they just use that. Yeah, that's
1: uh-huh. what I would think. Or you just like go to like you know. They're making a movie. Somebody goes to a theater that they know. They're like, can I buy like a 100 just, you know, single serving bags of popcorn? No, there's there's at least two different ones. And Bilkins has a very unique one at this thing. Maybe Bilkins packs his own popcorn. <laughs> he, just sh- he just shows up to the track. But he's like, no, no, I got the good stuff.
0: Well, we know that microwaves have, you know, Slaps, slaps, roof of microwave. You know what I mean? Like they, they play a key role in the history of the Fastiverse. So it's not maybe.
1: microwave popcorn though. This is this is vended popcorn in like well, the may, old... No,
0: maybe he's microwaving it and then has his own bag and he puts it in the bag to go. He,
1: he like curates it and yeah. like little but little ribbon on the top mm-hmm. ties it together. Yeah, why not? It's like a like a like a dash of parm on top, like sure. a little garlic pepper or like a little garlic salt. That was the weirdest thing that I noticed this minute. Other things though, I got a bunch of the cars. I labeled them by number, so if if you're a patron and you have access to the document and you want to know what car it is, type in the fucking number and you'll find we're, out what car it is. We're closing
0: it on 60 pages by the way, if you haven't checked this out, Jesus which Christ. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Too yeah, much. yeah. 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 Oh, there's a phone number, but it's a 555 number, which is whoof. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so this thing is like so that like backdrop has to be completely just like one piece yeah, of wood built for, yeah. for mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. I got a lot of the sign stuff's there. Interesting thing in the crowd, there's one red, yellow, blue, yellow, alternating umbrella. Okay. I tried to look it up online. There's a lot of red, yellow, green, blue umbrellas that alternate that way. Not red, yellow, blue, yellow. Ooh. So just wow. very weird. Coolers. We get a shot of a Corona in this one, which I cool. think is cool. Yeah. That's like all the important, notable stuff that i saw that i thought was fun
0: so for the trivia question i got two different questions here i think they're both good i don't know if you want to keep one or the other or both i don't know if we need to keep both but i have two questions what noteworthy quote-unquote animalistic trait does roman's demolition derby car have which is teeth on the front fender painted on the front fender and then what well, we just talked about what snack is Bilkins eating while he's watching roman's demolition derby the answer is popcorn do you like one of those? Do you like the other one of those? What do you want to do with question?
1: I've been giving Joey half-ass answers all day. I'm going to continue with that trend. I think that the first question is better. I think that we can have more fun answers for what is Bilkin eating. Oh. Get what I'm saying? Like, I think that... Sure. To fill this out, I think that we can do better with the second question. I do like the first question better, but I think that it's hard. Like, what are we going to do? Like, cheetah print? You know, well yeah i don't know
0: like that I, I i was gonna do so my thinking exactly was that i was gonna do four answers to the first one because like it, it what like it feels like a, a tougher one to come up with on the spot and i only had two and the other one was a shout out to past guest mark hoffmeyer and his deep blue seat the podcast with the sharks fin on top of the car like that's the only yeah. one i could think of because like i don't know what else yeah like cheetah spots but like tiger okay.
1: stripes whatever yeah it's whatever. hard yeah. Uh, but the other one, I
0: only have one answer because I figure that would be the one that you would want to give clue or give answers to. So, okay, we'll do what snack is Bilkin's eating. So what else could he be eating other than Trolley
1: popcorn? gummy. Trolley neon gummy worms.
0: Trolley is with an I at the end, right? Yeah. Is Gummy with an I or Gummy with a Y?
1: I-E, I think.
0: Oh, they call them Trolley squiggles or Sour Bright Crawlers.
1: Sour Bright Crawlers, yes.
0: The original Sour Gummy Worms with a Y.
1: Yes. Oh, with a Y, okay. We learned something new today, boys and girls.
0: Oh, also, by the way, I have this tab open. I Bilkin says that Roman did three years upstate, and I Googled prisons in upstate Florida, and there's the Union Correctional Institution, there's the Lottie Correctional Institution, and there's the Marion Correctional Institution. But I don't know that any of them are the one. Like, we don't know. It's just, but like, uh, I feel like upstate Florida is a weird way to describe it, but like, every state is an upstate, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so popcorn, trolley, neon, gummy, sour, bright crawlers.
1: Um, We need a hot dog. Okay. And then something else that would be, like, something that you would, like, piece and eat. That's why I picked trolley gummy, sea, neon, sour, gummy crawlers. Jumbo pretzel? Jumbo pretzel. But I want something that's in pieces. Pretzel like, bites? No, because pretzel bites didn't exist at the time. They didn't? No, no, no. no, no. Maybe it was only... early
0: 2000s was the era of uh, dip and Dots... Ice cream of the future.
1: Oh, it's, it seems like it's too hot for that. It's
0: definitely way too hot to have and Dots.
1: It's too hot for and Dots. That's when the Dippin', Dippin Dots just become
0: like a, a gooey mess. It's just like, this is just it's ice cream. the worst that yeah. you do.
1: That's like the worst part. Like, when Dippin' Dots becomes regular ice cream, fuck it. So that what's the point no of, of eating and Dots? Dots? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Potato chips?
1: Chips. There you go. Yep. Or, uh, and, and can we have like a, can we have the last one that's like, he's not eating anything, he's just drinking a beer?
0: Uh, Sure. Because
1: that's a good throw off. I think that'll confuse me later when I try to answer this question, but I'll remember the popcorn bags. So minute
0: 20, crazy in a good way. What snack is Bilkin's eating while he's watching Roman's Demolition Derby? A hot dog, popcorn, potato chips, trolley neon, gummy, sour, bright crawlers, or he's not eating anything, he's drinking a beer. Answer is popcorn. Perfect. Let's take a break. Let's come back and talk about Mad Max Fury Road.
1: Episode number 193, Mad Max Furiosa Road. This episode is brought to you by Jacob's Gas. They only sell and install high quality supplies and everything they install is backed by their vendors and or manufacturers warranties. Shout out to Jacob's Gas.
0: Well, shout out to Jacob's Gaston. Welcome back to the show. We are talking about Mad Max Fury Road, a movie in w- where Cypher is depicted after the fall. It feels like this is Cypher after the fall of humanity. You this think? Is her... No, probably not, but maybe. Who knows? She, I mean, she it...
1: used the nuclear football, and then we're in Fury Road.
0: Maybe. I also do want to say, in terms of family casting uh rosie huntington whiteley who was one of the breeders in this movie and we'll talk about what the plot's about is okay. Jason Statham's wife so another oh, is sort she? of family Jason. She? yeah uh she is the she's the i was gonna say she's the pretty one they're all beautiful uh she is the blonde one
1: the pregnant one yes okay cool i did not know that that's yeah, really that's, really cool she's
0: also she was also the she's only been in like two movies she also replaced megan Fox the role in the Transformers movie. She's in Transformers 3. Um, But she's like a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, she's... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Damn. Go Jason Statham. Well, that's just
0: a beautiful couple. Both of them. Yeah. uh, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. In this movie, she plays the splendid Angarad. I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's just... They're all great. I mean, Riley Keough, my girl Riley Keough, is in this movie. She plays a character named Capable, which... Sure. Okay.
1: Rachel went to go get lunch today. She comes back. I had just watched the scene with Riley Keough and tony from skins on top and rachel goes oh look riley keogh and i go no Wait, who's tony not. from skins uh the the other guy that's what there's two guys there's tom oh no and... okay
0: okay yeah 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 nicholas holt
1: i'm like no that's not riley keogh she's like it's riley keogh i was like is riley Keough in this movie and she's like yeah and i'm like where and she was like that one with <laughs> the red hair and i was like Oh, weird. I did not recognize her. And then, like, as soon as she said it, it was like a f- switch flipped in my head. And I was like, of course that's Riley Keough. What the fuck was I talking about? Like, yeah. it's so obvious. <laughs> but until that Welcome moment... Welcome to the
0: club of hair blindness, my friend. Because she's got very red hair, which she's never had before. And she's also got, like, a British accent in this. But, like, it's very clearly Riley Keough.
1: It's, it's 100% Riley Keough. But, like, up until that moment, I just... I did not re- she could have been anyone else. So.
0: Of other Riley Keo note in this movie, so they shot this movie in Namibia. 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 I feel like I said it right the first time. I just kind of slurred it, but Namibia. Namibia. They wanted to shoot it in Australia, but they couldn't get the permits, so or there's some, some issue, or maybe there's weather issue or something. So shot in Namibia, but there are extreme heat and cold weather swings in Namibia. Terrible Miserable, a lot of the time, apparently. Sure. And yeah. she caught hypothermia, but Good news, Riley Keough, she met her husband, Ben Smith-Peterson, who is a stunt performer, and also, I don't know, he either is the doof warrior who is the guitarist, or he's like a stunt guy. He did stunts and acted in this, but like he's he's either the doof warrior or like the stunt double for him or something, but Riley Keough met her husband while filming this movie in the desert, which is cool.
1: I need to become a stunt coordinator is all I have to say to that.
0: You have a wife. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and her name's not Riley Keough.
0: Shout out, Rachel. Um.
1: (laughs) Who's standing right here with no headphones on, so I'm sure she heard all of that.
0: Speaking of the stunts, because I there's a lot of, there's like 200 something bits of trivia. We covered this already once on Watch the Throne. It was me and Mike, and I want to say Jordan and maybe Dan the Duke Hayden,
1: possibly. That's an all-star lineup right there. Okay.
0: This was one where everybody's like, I want to do Fury Road. I'm like, yeah, I know you do. I know you do, everybody, did, everybody loves this movie. Yeah, of course. Oh, no, it was Chris Podcasts, also former guest of this, and Jordan Poulton-Clark, so.
1: Did Chris Podcast like this movie? Of
0: course he did. Everybody likes this movie. Okay. We talked about it over there there's amazing trivia that I, I sort of just, I, I steered more toward the car stuff. Please. But the, the most important yeah. thing here to know is what? that somewhere between 80 and 90% of what you see on screen was actually practically physically done. That there was CGI really? in this movie. It's mostly the stuff at the at the base, um, like where they're showing like the, the, the green landscape and stuff like that. That's mostly CGI. But all the car shit, they did that.
1: You know what? That feels very real because I thought that a lot the only time that I saw something that I was like oh this is CGI is and I'm thinking about it cuz you just mentioned the guitar guy but like he shoots like fire out of the end of the guitar and that felt like just like the way it like shot I was like that feels a little CGI and like it's dangerous. No
0: no no my friend That's no no real? no The flame-shooting guitarist is Australian artist and musician Sean Hope, better known as Iota. So I don't know, Riley Keough's husband, not the Doof Warrior, but he's maybe a sun-doubler or whatever, but he's stunt and whatever. Anyway. Okay. In an interview with Vice, he said the guitar weighed 132 pounds and shot real gas-powered flames, which he controlled using the whammy bar. So that was, once again, practical effects.
1: Wow. Okay. And fuck me, because that was so good that I thought it was CGI. That's how good it was.
0: So, okay, so this movie is, it's the fourth Mad Max. It's kind of a reboot. There's sort of flashes back, but that's apparently from the comic. That's not Max's daughter. There's just another, she's called Glory. I don't know the history of this. Uh, yeah. Mike is covered on Third Time's to Charm. He has covered Beyond Thunderdome um, okay. with, I think, Duke and Kara, maybe. We could probably do either the first one or more likely probably the second one, The Road Warrior, on this podcast at some point. Yes. Um, what this movie is about is that there is, like, a settlement that is led by this guy, Immortan Joe. Basically, every man in this movie is evil, and every woman in this movie is good, except for yes. Yes. Max, who is a, a a slave, essentially. Tom Hardy plays Max, yep. Max Rogatansky, And then this guy, Nux, who is one of the, the sons who becomes a good guy by the end, but he's, you know— He's loyal to the cause for a while. But there's this guy, Morton Joe, who runs this whole commune. He's got these five young, beautiful breeders who breeders, are the women yeah. that he, like, essentially rapes to have more children. He's got uh, the mothers who, are, I guess, were former breeders who, like, raise and just, like, they're just harvested. Their milk is harvested. Yep. And he, you know, starves all the people, doesn't let them have water. They have more than enough crops, more than enough food and whatever. But he's just, you know, he's an overlord tyrant. The movie starts with Charlize Theron as Imperator Furiosa, who's one of his, like, right-hand women, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Off to do a run, but they instead are going to, she's made a deal to, like, trade, basically to trade the guzzoline, the gasoline, for, for goods and supplies. That goes wrong. They're pursued.
1: It doesn't go wrong. She, like, is sneaking out. The he, She's trying to save the... The breeders, right? Well, yeah.
0: So they're trying to go to a place where she had been taken from, which people refer to as the green place. There's nothing green there, whatever. Yeah. But the the guzzling thing goes wrong because, like, you said you were going to have a few people following you. You have three war parties on your ass. And so just shit goes wrong. But basically, it's a two-hour chase, kind of. Two-hour car chase. The, the whole start time. to this end point and then back. And that's just... What this movie is,
1: you know what you know what that reminded me of. What's that? Crossroads. Go back to V's house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like think I say vanishing point because vanishing points. You know, the movie we watch is almost an entire car chase, but that is a much more <laughs> on the nose for sure. Where
1: do we go? Back to V's house. Return of course, why not to V's house? But
0: <laughs> well, yeah, this movie kicks all sorts of ass. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. When I saw this in theaters for the first time, I saw it at the draft house. So there was the same weekend I saw this they were having a noir film festival where I spent like 50 bucks, maybe it was a hundred bucks or whatever. And I got tickets to nine classic noir movies in the Alamo Ritz, which is the downtown Alamo, which is now closed. And I would go there and I watch all these movies. And then they emailed, you know, cause I was like one of their loyalty rewards members or whatever. Like, Hey, yeah. do you want a free early ticket to see Mad Max Fury Road? George Fuck Miller, yes. the director is going to be there. And also the guy who plays Immortan Joe is going to be there. And I'm like, yeah, Ask the fucking movie I want to. So, yeah, like, you do. I skipped two of the noir movies and I'm like, I'm going to go see this thing. So I'm seeing Fury Road and I, at the draft house, I order food and I literally let the pizza that I order go cold because I don't want to take my eyes off the screen because I don't want to miss a single goddamn frame of this movie.
1: It's a giant car chase the whole time.
0: I've never seen anything like it. Past uh, director of this show, we've covered more than one of his movies, Robert Rodriguez after seeing this at South by stood up and asked, how the hell did you film that? Uh, because that's it's pretty, just that's a pretty good
1: compliment. You know what I yeah. mean? Like a guy that yeah. makes movies goes, how the hell did you film that? That's pretty crazy. Yes.
0: So the other thing of note is that the, the woman who edited this is George Miller's wife, a woman named Margaret Sixel, who was a film editor. She had never edited a action film before.
1: <laughs> can't tell.
0: She had three months. It took her three months to, To watch the 470 hours of the footage that they shot, which is just absolutely insane. Yeah, that's insane. And she asked George Miller, she's like, Why do you want me to do this? And he said, Quote, because if a guy did it, it would look like every other action movie. Very fair. Good. Yeah. And so all that she did was basically edit one of the best action movies ever been made and win an Academy Award for best film editing. Because this won six Oscars, nominated for a bunch, won six film editing, costume design, makeup and hair, sound mixing, sound editing. And production design. So all like the technical stuff, it just killed it at the Oscars that year because it deserved every single one of them.
1: Yeah, it's wild. It's wild as fuck.
0: Had you seen this movie before last night or no? Yeah. Or today? Whenever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Definitely saw it before. I haven't seen it in a long time. We watched it when it came out. And then I think we watched it again. Like we watched it when it came out like as an action movie. I think we watched it again for like the Oscar noms to be like, okay, like let's reabsorb that. And then I don't think I've seen it since then. I remember we really liked it when we were watching it today. Like when I put it on today to to watch for this, um, Rachel goes. I don't remember anything that this movie's about, but I just remember it being visually stunning, and that's a good way to describe it. I think. Once the movie, like I couldn't have told you what anything happened in the movie when it started, but as soon as I saw the like them pull up to like the citadel. I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly, like, the premise of this movie, what's going yep. on here.
0: Because it's a very simple movie.
1: There's really not much happening, and they definitely don't explain a lot to you, but you convey a lot of what's happening.
0: Uh, I just want to, uh, on the Oscars, I'm looking now. So it lost visual effects to Ex Machina, which also kicked a whole lot of ass. Yeah, true. It lost... Um, it was Best, best cinema- Picture Nom, too. Well, it year. was. I'm, I'm working my up there. It lost Best Cinematography to The Revenant, which... Not a movie that I love, but a movie that looks beautiful. So I, that's okay. Fair. Yeah, that's It fair. lost Best Director. George Miller lost it to 2 for The Revenant. And it lost Best Picture, which I thought was going to for sure go to The Revenant, went to Spotlight, My Beloved, which you remember, that movie that you remembered earlier. Spotlight.
1: Thanks for it, double that one Best Picture.
0: Uh, But yeah, that was it won six of the 10 things it was nominated for. And it's just like, oh, this this kind of movie shouldn't get nominated like the Like an action movie like this. But it's like, oh, no, it actually deserves it because it's so far above and beyond transcends the genre and what people expect of a movie like this.
1: This was one that I remember like looking at like we watched it. I looked at it at the Oscar list right before, or, like, I was, like, the Oscar noms are coming out, one of my co-workers that watches a lot of the same movies that we do that I talk about, he was, like, oh, man, like, I bet Mad Max Fury Road wins a bunch of these Oscars, and it wasn't, like, the noms weren't even out yet, and I was, like, what? You think so? It's just, like, an action movie. He's, like, no, dude, Mad Max Fury Road was, like, one of the best movies last year, and I was, like, you really think and he's like yeah and he was 100 percent right
0: yeah this is one so the same year that i saw this i saw turbo kid at south by southwest and i loved turbo kid and i was like this movie rules is my favorite movie of the year then i saw mad max i'm like it's great but i I really still love turbo kid like i had seen turbo kid in march and i saw fury road which we could do actually we'll cover turbo kid eventually for the show for i have a it'll fit into a different theme down the road um have you seen turbo kid or no
1: no i haven't
0: okay you'll like turbo kid a lot But then I watched Fury Road, and I'm like, this is amazing, but I think i like Turbo Kid better. And then, like, in December, when I was putting together my movie list, I'm like, let me just watch both. And I watched Turbo Kid, I'm like, this is a delight. I love this. And then I watched Fury Road, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, this is (laughs) not only, like, miles ahead of Turbo Kid, but just, like, it's the best movie that came out that year. Like, it's just, it's fucking incredible. It's incredible. It's an incredible movie.
1: It is. It's really awesome. I I, I agree. And... We were just talking, it's been a while, but there's like another one in production, right? Or like talked about.
0: So yeah, so the reason we bring it up a lot is because they're doing a prequel a Furiosa prequel, maybe called Furiosa, where Charlize's not in it, people are upset about that, but our girl Anya Taylor Joy will be in it, yes. which is why I want a cipher prequel also starring Anya Taylor Joy because
1: Yes, exactly.
0: I don't think they're filming it now. Anya Taylor Joy, she posted a thing on on Instagram of her like covered in dirt, and she was filming something. And I don't think it was this because I don't think I don't think they're they're ready to make this yet. But you know, other trivia. So uh, the making of this movie, aside from just the weather, was very difficult. They shot this in order, which is kind of rare, I think.
1: Yeah, kind of weird.
0: Everyone, Tom Hardy especially on set was an asshole. Really, it was hot and it was cold, and no one really knew what they were making. Like, it was hard because, again, they shot 470 hours. It's so insane. And, like, it's just, like, they're out in the desert just shooting car stuff for, like, months. This doesn't make any sense to me.
1: I, I have a very, like, linear chronological brain. I can never imagine trying to shoot a movie as bits and pieces and then reorganizing it. In my head, every movie that I would have to make would have to be shot chronologically. And I think that it would make the most sense to the cast. Like, imagine making a movie and you're doing like, okay, this is all inside scenes today.
0: Right. Well, yeah. So generally, I think a lot of movies that are shot chronologically, like the characters, the actors get better as it goes on because they understand the characters better. And I mean, like good actors, you're not gonna be able to tell that, but like, Other things you'll, like, you'll know, and, like, especially for, like, movies that have, like, dramatic things happen to a character, they'll be able to, like, process that better on screen or whatever. Yeah. But, like, generally, they're, like, okay, Fast and Furious, we're going to shoot all the 1327 scenes today, both, or not this today, but, like, this week, these two weeks, we're going to shoot all these scenes here. Because, like, this is the only time we have this location. Or, like, Vin Diesel has to go shoot this other thing in two weeks, so he can't be here, so we have to do all his scenes first, or whatever. So, like, there's all sorts of logistical. Yeah. And, like, that production element and like the the coordinator of that is all like it's
1: that's insane to me
0: mind boggling yes
1: i can't i can't figure it out in my brain but yes here
0: when you're just like literally in the desert it's like well kind of why not right because it's just you're out there and you're just you're adding stuff with cgi like with like the storms and stuff like that or whatever but generally it's just like let's just do this in order right so yes yeah they made five 150 cars were built for this film only only 15 lasted um the other 135 Got destroyed either intentionally or you know, whatever. But uh, 90% of the cards that they made were destroyed, which is that pretty makes fine. sense Yeah, the gesture made by the war boys. So, the war boys are all the uh, like you know, just the soldiers basically in this army, and that's what Nux is, that's what you know, Skins Boy or whatever yeah. you called him before is. Totally uh, from skins, yeah, they're the gesture they make, they mesh their fingers together when they like they're worshiping the V8, so like they're literally making like the V8. Cross stitch pattern or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, like the cylinders. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're literally revering and worshipping the power of the engine, or also just like Valhalla or whatever. Um, But it's just kind of cool like that. That is cool. The only other small trivia that I have trivia about the cars, but when the first engine of the war rig breaks down, that's that's the car that uh, our main cast is driving. Yeah. Yeah. When it breaks down in the final chase, the sound it makes is the same sound as the Millennium Falcon makes when it breaks down in Star Wars: the, The Empire Strikes Back, which I think is just pretty cool homage just like a engine yeah that is cute sputtering down or whatever so car stuff and then we can talk about the movie so the 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 vehicle driven by the bullet farmer known as the peacemaker was the most dangerous and problematic vehicle on set so if you want to google image was that max's
1: car that they stole from him
0: no the peacemaker is the tank
1: oh okay okay
0: that the guy who gets blinded is like sniping at them from so that's the peacemaker It was the most dangerous and problematic vehicle on set. It was constructed by mating a ripsaw tank chassis with a Valiant Charger body. Despite extensive development, it still had severe problems with braking and cooling. The original diesel engine was replaced by a water-cooled Merlin V8, which was then replaced by a Chevy 502 V8 when the former was destroyed after ingesting sand on set. They completely Ugh. redesigned the brake and cooling systems to make it more usable. And like many of the vehicles in the film, it was crushed after production concluded. So just, it got killed. But that's, that was that's, really, a, that's a crazy car.
1: I'm too much of a cheap person to not have the foresight to be like, why don't we save this in a warehouse somewhere so we can, like, auction it off later when this movie's dope.
0: Yeah. I...
1: Like, as a prop, like, somebody's gonna buy this for, like a hundred thousand dollars right like
0: i think there's just so many movies that get filmed it's like where do we store all this stuff
1: yeah but like this was i know
0: i know i know i don't disagree but i just think that like the practicality of it sometimes is like let's just recycle it let's crush it down recycle it move on right so just
1: put it at barstow speedway outside just in the in the prison upstate prison upstate yeah
0: so a morton joe's vehicle the Giga Horse, was fully functional designed and constructed entirely from scratch it's stacked Coupe de Ville's, which symbolize the power and status he wields, powered by dual supercharged Chevy 502 V8 engines, the same that was eventually in the Peacemaker above, mm-hmm. linked together by a custom gearbox feeding into an Allison transmission. It produced over 1,200 horsepower and was capable of reaching 75 miles an hour. According to the guy who played in Morton Joe, the vehicle was his favorite on set and it could be heard for miles when it was being driven, which is very cool.
1: That's very cool. That is very, very cool.
0: And then several of the vehicles, including the War Rig, the Giga Horse, the People Eaters, Mercedes Benz Limousine, and the Peacemaker, plus the Doof Wagon, which is the you know the the music thing. Yeah, uh, they're all left-hand drive. The appearance of left-hand drive vehicles is a first in these movies because the first films, the previous films, featured only Australian vehicles, which are right-hand drive, um, including the. Max's famous seventy-three Ford Falcon XB GT V eight Pursuit Special. Jesus, there's so many, aka the Interceptor. And in real life, the Australian states and territories exempt the conversion of left-hand drive vehicles to right-hand drive if the vehicle's over thirty years old. So just like this is the first time I've ever in a Mad Max. Along with saying driver on the left-hand side is unusual and new to the franchise. So yeah. But there's a lot more trivia that aren't necess- that doesn't necessarily relate to our podcast. So if you want to go to IMDb and just like scroll through that, there's a ton of crazy stuff that you want to look at. You know, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Fury Road. I mean, I'm assuming you like this movie, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Good. I was going to be like, I hated it. No, um, I really like this movie, and it was interesting watching it this time because of how, like, you know, with Cypher coming back in 9, just, like, seeing Charlize have a more flushed out, succinct character. I was like, oh man. It made me really excited for more Cypher. Like I know that you did watch The Throne. Mm -hmm. I didn't do watch The Throne with you. So, I mean, like I like Charlize. I think she's a great actress. I've seen her in a bunch of things, but nowhere near as much as you have. To see her in this versus Cypher in Fast and the Furious, I was like, oh my God, there's so much potential here, right? Like that's, that's all I kept thinking, like... If we could just let her run free a little bit, this could be so good.
0: Well, we talked about the, the, the joke that I I retweeted about Black Widow, where Florence Pugh made the made Scarlett Johansson a side character in her own movie. Like this movie is called Mad Max and but it's it's the Furiosa movie. Like they're making movies called Furiosa. Yeah. But it's her movie, it's her story, she's the star. Yep. She's got more dialogue, she's got more yep. like he's just He's just a, a vessel. like he's literally the a blood vehicle what bag, bag, the right? vehicle. Yes. yeah yeah she has the emotion she has every like the people like the reason people cry about this movie is because of what she brings to it
1: she's definitely driving them again another you know yeah no 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 car for sure. pun but she's driving all the action in this for sure
0: I also you know again watching it specifically for this podcast so much of it is about family. And about found family and forced yes. family. There's yes. even a line where I think a Morton Joe says, "All this for a family squabble?" And it's like, "Yeah, man." But no, like, it's the
1: other guy. It's like his like lieutenant guy, the guy that goes okay. blind. But yes, yeah. yes, I heard this too.
0: That's what it is. Like that's why I think, like we were saying in the in the first half, no other movies has to have, have end with barbecues because like there's no reason for it. But like there's a there's a reason in these movies because it's about family. And that's why the movies feel the way that they feel because these characters care about one another. This is just like, oh, you have an overlord tyrant leader and everybody hates him or is afraid of him or is yes. relying upon him or whatever. Yes. And so there's a reason why there's, like, hope at the end because, like, there's new... There's people that actually people like in charge.
1: And care about. And they care about hmm? you. And that's... Yeah, that's the general premise of all Fast and the Furious movies, right?
0: But in the, in the first half, we were talking about oil and fast and furious number four, but that's kind of like the, the, the tanker heist and just all of Los Bondoleros and beginning of four. Like that's kind of what this movie is.
1: It's so much that. And even before that, the movie starts out with max being chained up and he breaks out, which is like a very Dom move, right? We, sure. how many times mm-hmm. have we seen Dom do that? And then like, he runs through tunnels and I was like, Oh god like here's like you know very full i get i get that it's not cars through tunnels but it's just like kind of rickety not like you know wooden holding the roof up type situation tunnels and i was like oh that's cool and then it turns into a fucking truck heist movie yeah. for the rest of the movie so yep. yeah there's it's just flowing through all of this
0: in that same structure, this is the next movie, it's Fast Five, but the, there is a giant safe at the crack. Donza Kaduro does not play. But when <laughs> Morton Joe <laughs> yeah. opens that safe, I'm just like, ooh, Donza No, 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 no. I, I know, didn't even think about the safe. Living in there. Yeah.
1: But that's his, like, house. Like, he... Yeah. Did you see A Quiet Place 2 yet? No, not yet. Okay. It just reminded me of that, just seeing that part. And that's sure. not a spoiler, but that's that's what that reminded me of.
0: There's also tons of use of Nas in this movie that Charlize so and hits it entering the storm. Nux does in the storm... She she says to you, Furious. Says to Max, "You're sitting on 2,000 horsepower mm-hmm. nitro boosted war machine." It's like yeah, like this is this is mo- like literally a chase so much powered Nas. by Nas,
1: so much Nas. And I didn't remember. Did you remember that from this movie?
0: No, I mean I I remembered I don't have the Nas, but I remembered the like the intake where they're spitting gasoline in there to go faster. I remember that because that's insane. Yeah, where yeah, they have yeah, people yeah. climbing on the hood to. to guzzle guzzle guzzling basically and spit it in the engine to like make it go faster yeah
1: yeah yeah. but i did
0: not remember her like literally hitting the Nas. and it's not you know eject button ac dom's cool secret whatever that order is yes 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 it's essentially like you see what she's doing and she is priming and then letting it rip right which is and
1: nux has a fucking hand like he has a he has a a handle, like, on your hose spigot, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. he has that, that he keeps turning, which Dom does in his car, Brian does, right? Like, so that's crazy, too, yeah.
0: What is kind of different, though, about, like, Nux's use is that they're all basically trying to die. Like, they're trying to die in the service of a Morton Joe, so, like, they might be a little bit more loosey-goosey with the Nas, because, like, car just might blow up, right? But, like, they're yeah. all trying to die on the battlefield, because if to they die in battle... They go to Valhalla, they ride shiny and chrome into Valhalla, right? Yes. So
1: that, that is so much fun to me. This, this movie is just so weird, but it's so much fun to me that to like, to like acid trip reimagine Vikings riding horses into Valhalla is, but in a modern post-apocalyptic world and it being, you know, you ride shiny and chrome into Valhalla. I'm like, whoever thought that I want to see in your brain
0: so the, tri- the i'm making fun of the trivia because the trivia is like yeah fucking of course but there <laughs> is this like what looks like just like silver spray paint but like it's just it's meth or whatever right Like they're just like when they're dying to well. get like one more boost of energy they like spray themselves and they like witness me they all say witness and they go do a crazy thing and usually die in the process and the, the, the imtv trivia is like well it looks like this but it's actually like a boost of adrenaline it's like yeah of course it is like you can see like they go crazy when they spray this on their
1: face. Well, the other thing that I kept thinking about was, I don't know if you know this, there was like a period, there probably still is out there, but there's like people like that huff paint. Okay. Sure.
0: There was a 7th Heaven episode all about that and about the dangers of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not good. So I always saw this as like a little nod to that because whatever gets you high when you huff paint, the metallic paints, especially like the gold ones, like had the most of this in it for some reason. So, like, people that would huff paint would always, like, huff gold paint, and they would have, like, this, and they, and the way they would do it is, like, spray it into a, you know, bag, put the bag over their mouth, and they would right. have, like, a ring of gold paint around their face, because, like, you know, they'd get all fucked up on gold paint.
0: Yeah, this is, they're just cutting out the middleman here. There's no yeah, bag, exactly. just, like, just, just spray it right into my lungs, right? But,
1: but, I mean, like, if you're gonna die anyways, like, why not fucking send it? So, so, yeah, it was, I always imagined it, like, oh, this is that, like, weird huffing hallucinogen like, right as I'm about to do this to get you, like, that last boost of courage to, be right. like, send you over the edge, so... Yeah.
0: You know, one car thing that I saw in this movie that I had never... I don't think I'd seen it before in another movie what? is Charlize's engine, Furiosa's engine, catches on fire, because she's like, don't push it, don't push it, don't push it. Yes. Right? Like they're, they're also, like... The interesting like, why this movie works is because she has abducted the breeders. She's abducted Immortan Joes. Furiosa's taken the five brides, the five beautiful young women... Yes, yes. Trying to just escape with them, like give them a better life, and so he's like, "Don't kill them." Like we, like he could easily, if they wanted to, yes. yes, they could just blow up the war break, and that's the end of that. But she knows that they're not going to blow this thing up because he there's going to be no breeders anymore, right? So, yeah. like, it's so effective because they're trying to like basically stop them and kill her or whatever, but not just blow the thing up, which would be easy to do. But then. Like, the, the the grouping that they're, she's trying to, like, do the guzzling deal with, they don't give a shit. Like, she just fucked them over to it. Like, not necessarily her fault, but, like, they don't have their end of the deal, so they're trying to kill her. Yeah. And so, like, that adds a different kind of tension. But I think it just works. All of it, All of it works narratively. But at one point, they're throwing explosive shit, and her engine is on fire, and she drops that, like, locomotive-style, like, sand digger into the dirt and like, like the, cow, just, the cow yes yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: and it just kicks up all the sand on the dirt and everything onto her engine like puts the fire out i'm like that's so cool
1: it's super cool
0: i don't know that that would work in real life because i feel like the car would just like explode like you wouldn't add whatever but like i'm just like that's i've never seen that anywhere else i mean i've never seen a lot of this anywhere else but like that feels more doable elsewhere and i've never seen that done anywhere else
1: and it, and it feels practical too right yeah. like i mean obviously you don't want like a ton of dirt in your engine but like In a post-apocalyptic world, the engine's on fire. Like, it feels like you're like, oh, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Like, that makes a lot of sense.
0: They showed different scenes where they're, like, literally knocking the dirt out of the engine. Because, like, it just gets in there, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because everything's dirt and they're just in the fucking desert. Yep. There was something, like, right around that time or before it because, you know, she's taking the gasoline through the... The, like, the pass and then blow it up because they're following her so they can't get through. The dictator, the leader guy, has this, like, you know, um, kind of Immort- monster Immortan truck. Immortan Joe
0: 3, if you want to call him that. Oh, no, oh, we what? have Joe 3. Joe 3 hasn't written it in a while. Joe Reed has not written it in a while, but he's Joe 3 now. Immortan Joe is Joe 3 now, yeah. Okay, okay. You can call him just Joe 3.
1: Has this, like, monster truck, and I was thinking, you know what we don't see in The Fast and the Furious is, like, we never see any like rock climbing or rock crawling with cars yeah and that feels like like that's like a big part of car culture well there
0: is in seven dom does go down a mountain and it's not it's not what happens in here it's not but it's it's as close as we get i think
1: i guess it's like a little too slow maybe that's all i can think of like why because it's like more calculated and slow it's not very fast or furious yeah but like that would be such a cool thing and like like a little subsect of car culture that I think should be included in Fast and the Furious. And I'm just like, why do we never see that?
0: Cause there's also, there's, there's also not like a ton of off-roading in the Fast and Furious, but like there in, is, nine, in nine. nine, in nine there is, but there's like, it's, it's an open field that there's just, you know, slight spoilers for nine, just landmines. Right. It's just like, that's, but like, it's, it's not like aggro craggy, right? Like it's not like, yeah.
1: you know, cause we're always like, what can they do next? And I think, like, driving over something, like, we've driven on ice, we've driven on the mines, like, I'm thinking kind of, like, a not-or-possibly-still-on-fire lava field, like, something kind of rocky, you know what I mean, where you need a vehicle, like, over that, that might be really interesting.
0: Yeah, I feel like, you know, everybody wants them to go to space, and they finally went, it's not really a because it's in the trailer, they went to space, but, like... Go inside a volcano. Like, you know, they are like volcanoes are insane. Just go inside a volcano. Go, you know, just thinking like the Pokemon Snap course, the volcano course, just do that, oh, right? But in that's a car.
1: Right. Yeah. Why were you thinking about Pokemon Snap? Did you play the new one?
0: I did play the new one. The new, the new one's fine, but I'm just thinking of the original one, like Volcano. There's yeah. the volcano one.
1: I remember that. People love Pokemon Snap. I was not like a huge fan I of I loved
0: it. it new school. one's good but the new one it, it it just slows things down too much like all the all the things that you should have unlocked from the beginning like you have to like unlock like different ways to interact with stuff but just like just give me the tools like let me have fun so whatever yeah.
1: apples and pokeballs and all that yes. stuff. yes yeah.
0: they don't you don't have all that from the beginning it's just like you have to go it takes a while to unlock the stuff or like just that the speed boost it's good if you have a switch play it but it's it's you know the, the original the n64 one's better so okay. i'll just leave it at that what I also love about this movie is that there are just things that, like, are not explained. Like, they a drive lot. through at night that, like, sort of deserty oasis kind of thing. And, like, there's just these dudes that, like, look like birds on stilts. Yeah. And it's just, like, we don't know what those are. That's just no. like, they have a whole story that we just don't even know about. It's like, what the fuck is going on here?
1: I was thinking that a lot in this movie. Like, it felt very different to me. When I was watching, because I was like, okay, what are those weird bird things? And Mm -hmm. like every other movie would be like, you know, those are the guys that never left here. And you'd be like, okay, cool, those are the guys that never left here. Nothing. Not a word from fucking any of them. They're just like, here's a weird thing that you saw, not talking about it.
0: And that I think is why this movie also works is because they don't explain things. Like at one point, Max says to Nux, "He's like you a black thumb." He's like, "Yeah." it's like, "I get under there," and like you just pick up, like, "Oh, he's just like an engine dude or whatever." Yeah, like right? a mechanic.
1: Like, it's like it's yeah. their slang for grease monkey or something. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And but they don't explain like no nope. you know, black thumb. Like you you went to school for black thumbing. Like you know you you're good with engines, right? Or whatever. <laughs> She's like, you're a black thumb. He's like, yeah, get under there, whatever, right? So which
1: feels so much different than Fast and the Furious because everything in Fast and the Furious, like we were just saying, like the, like. <laughs> the the ankle bracelet and everything he's on house arrest oh he's on house arrest he has an ankle bracelet on yeah Yeah.
0: in this world all like you know the dozens of people in this movie know what these things mean yes they they've lived here their entire lives like they've lived they're all post-apocalyptic babies basically right like they're all born into this life like they're not gonna be like wait what are you like tell me about your life it's just like no, everybody just knows this shit they don't want to talk about it they're all miserable right so just like Just say the thing and move on with it, right? So, yeah.
1: And and in real life, we don't talk like that either. Like, how many times do we, like, explain something? Like, you don't explain common shit in real life. When when I'm talking to you, I'm not like, yeah. A black film? Do you mean he's a mechanic in normal, in old speak? Also, you know,
0: you were saying in the Vikings thing, like, I, I... It's so cool and so insane and so dumb that there is in this fleet, this war fleet just a vehicle where a guy has all these speakers and he's just like the doof warrior and he's just playing the music, right? Like it just, but that's like this, like the howlbear, the halberd- 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 yeah, the trumpet guy, right, exactly. But this is just like, how do we make that like punk rock basically or like whatever, or just metal? And it's just like, oh, he's got a 130 pound guitar that shoots flames and is just in front of a wall of speakers. And like, yep. it is, I think maybe more than anything else, like the image that I think of when I think of this movie, because it's just like, who thought, like, why? Why? Like, I'm I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. Uh, yeah, but I want to see that
1: guy's brain, yeah. Why? Somebody thought that, said it out loud, and somebody yeah. else was like, you know what? We can do that. And, like, that guy. I want to talk to that guy, too. The guy that was like, that's a crazy idea. Let's fucking do it. Not, yeah. not like a guy, like, I want that guy on my team, because... <laughs> Because, you know, how many times do, you say, do I say something real dumb to you? And you're like, yeah, we're not doing that. But, like, <laughs> the, like I need the guy that's like, let's fucking try it. And you're like, yeah.
0: what? Also, like, just, like, the riff that he plays, it just, like, it's just so cool. Like, the score is great. But, like, the actual, like, what he's adding with, like, the string, like, the guitar sound, it's just, it's so cool. And it's so, like, it just increases the, 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 the suspense and the tension and all of it. And it's just... Again, I don't know why, but thank you. Just just thank you for having the Doof Warrior in there.
1: I was thinking about this. There's a part later in the movie and Charlize is just like walking towards the camera or something like that or just like looking into the camera and it has like a very like old timey kind of score feel like it's like a lot of horns or something and it just felt like it was scored like an older movie like as opposed to a more orchestral New movie, and I was like, that's a good choice. It's one of those things we talk about this a lot. Like, you know, the score is one of those things you don't like. If you don't notice it, that's usually a good sign. If you do notice it, that's either really great or really awful. Right. And that was the point where I noticed it, and I was like, this is really great.
0: I also do want to point out I think the only I, I did not take a lot of notes for this because I just wanted to Obviously. enjoy it, and I just did. Yeah. But it has one of the maybe three best thumbs up in movies. Which one? There's the Terminator 2 thumbs up. There's one in the guest, which I will not spoil, but fan favorite Garrett Smith, as I now need to refer to him. Uh, he'll know what I'm talking about in the guest. But in this movie, what's super cool is like the breeders are depicted as like utterly helpless, right? Like they're just like yeah. these small, frail girls who, like literally, girls. Like the one of them, Courtney Eaton, was like in her mid-teens, like not even like of a just like 15 or 16 when they were filming. like, like literally, very young women. But there's still, like, there's one point where they're going to shoot Furiosa. And I think it's either... I think it might be Rosie Rosie Huntington-Whiteley or someone. I think it's hard because I think the pregnant breeder opens the door and uses her body as a shield because she knows, and Morton Joe's not going to let them take Mm -hmm. the shot because, like, she's more valuable than anything else, right? Yeah, because she's pregnant, yeah. And they're given power and strength to these movies, like, very small actions or whatever. Um, And I just... I love that. But at one point, you know, she does fall she's there's there's stuff going on and she like it looks like she falls out of the car and like you know falls to her death and like max like in a panic looks out and she's like hanging on to the side of the truck and he just like looks and then looks back and looks back again and just like gives a very slight thumbs up and it's in the so in the cool. mirror in the mirror yeah. too yeah then she falls off and does die <laughs> but like because yeah. it's just you know thumbs up and then tragedy but it just it's so cool. Because, like, a thumbs up is just whatever. But, like, in this, it's just, like, nice. Good job.
1: It seems like his reaction, because he's, he's yeah. also not very chatty, so. Because he's a
0: grumpy asshole who, like, comes yep. around. And apparently, originally, in the end, he was going to be on that thing going up with all of them. And then Tom Hardy, I think, was like, Max would never do that. Like, he's not he's not ready for that yet. Like, he's just, you know, he's just yeah. a, a roamer. He's an outsider. He's a warrior or whatever, right? And so he kind of walks away. Yeah, Gaijin, exactly. He just nods to Charlize and just you know goes on his way. Right. So. Yep. Anything else about this movie? The other fast action. Anything else you want to point out? Again, I don't think it's streaming for free anywhere. Go watch this. It's genuinely one of the best action movies that's ever been made. One of the best movies of the last decade. Beautiful beautiful to look at.
1: Yeah. I was debating today if I should watch the the black and chrome edition, but I always get so disappointed by movies in black and white. Have you ever seen the black and chrome edition of this? I bought it.
0: I have it. I have not watched it yet. I was going to think I'm just, but like the visuals and like That's there's I'm stuff saying. on IMDb. Yeah. There's stuff on IMDb about like it was originally conceived in black and white, and the studio was like, I think we should do it in color. Like I think mean, black and white is going to off put people. Um, also, what's cool about this is that they had made R-rated and PG-13 rated cuts, and the studio was like, let's go with the R. Like, it went with, which like, the more... Which never happens, yeah. Yeah, which never happens, because R-rated movies make less money. I haven't seen Black and Chrome. I did watch Parasite in black and white, which Bong Joon-ho said he just did because, like, classic make, movies are all in black and white. Right, he wanted yeah. to make one, yeah, which is so Was it funny. better
1: or worse?
0: It's still great, I but I also think that movie looks beautiful, too, so I don't know. Yeah, I, this is what I'm I trying think to say. I the kind of thing, like, I, I would... I will watch it one day in black and white. I'm glad that I can. But, like, if I watch it ten times, I'll probably watch it in color, like, nine of those times. Right?
1: That's what I think, too. Okay. I wanted to make sure, like, I wasn't making a bad choice. If anybody's seen it in black and white and was like, you have, like, there's, it's so much better than I would listen to them. But, like, I don't get that feel from it. I think
0: it's just a different feel. Like, you know, Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League being in black and white is a different thing. But I think that works you know Logan has Logan Noir which I haven't seen that but I also think I own that like there's just I a bunch of movies
1: of- I turned on Logan Noir for like 5 minutes and I was just like cool give me color like They do so well with color in movies nowadays, and cameras, and this movie is so nicely colored, too, you know what I mean? Like, it just fits the feel and the aesthetic and the vibe of what this movie is conveying. And, like, there's so many times that, like, something's, like, completely blue and everybody's tinged in blue that I feel like it would actually lose something being in black and white. So,
0: I mean, go on IMDb, either you or listener and just like, you know, look for black and white versus color because they the way that they shot and like saturated, like the nighttime scenes they shot during the day and just like completely fucked with the film in certain ways. So like Uh... all the color choices are very intentional with intent, filmed with intent. Um, So just go check out IMDb for all that kind of stuff. But any other thoughts about Fury Road?
1: Yeah, I have. I have a couple more fast nexions. Okay. When Max first meets the caravan, and he sees the wives for the first time, they have a very rock dom type fight. Because Charlize yeah. is, is wielding the bolt cutters, like, they're, you know, like, the, he goes cut the chains off, and she's, like, wielding the bolt cutters and just felt very much like a pipe wrench, like, just, like, you know, just, like, the way it swings the size of it and everything sure. like yeah, that yeah, yeah. compared heft, to her, yeah. the heft of it, and I was like, oh, this this feels very familiar and that, and there's, like, a lot of, like, ground rolling and, like, missing, you know, and stuff like that, yeah. so I thought that was cool.
0: Also, the fight, that fight is brutal for, like, like, I don't know many better fights in a movie between a man and a woman than that one, like, it's just, you know yes it's it's awesome
1: i agree one of the other last fast connections i had there's like harpoon guns in this and we see Tej make the harpoon gun and i was like oh very fast and furious of them that roman
0: accidentally shoots yeah 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 yeah
1: i think that's that's um the last of my fast and furious notes
0: you want to watch the trailer?
1: I will. Yes. So this I
0: is would. Mad Max: Fury Road official main trailer HD. There's also the theatrical trailer, which we're not going to watch. This is posted by Warner Brothers Pictures, March 31st, 2015. 34 million views, two minutes and 31 seconds.
1: I am ready whenever you are, my brother.
0: All right, three, two, one, play. Hey, Through the, the tunnels. tunnels. This is the, the Mexican tunnels equivalent, Those right? Ones,
1: yeah. yeah. And they're just working on the car, yeah.
0: Yep, yeah. Uh, one thing we've not seen in a Fast and Furious movie, which we could theoretically, is the kill switch that Charlie's that Furiosa, in, you know, oh. creates in her car, right?
1: That's right. We don't even have like a fingerprint reader to like drive the car or something weird that we could do. Well, the guns in Hobbs and Shaw. Right. That's as close as we got. Well, like
0: other movies do that so much more prominently, right? Like yeah. with the biometrics yeah. and stuff. Yep. road. Yeah, there's redheader, red hair, Riley, ri, red-headed Riley Keough, oh, just like blonde Natalie Portman.
1: Yeah.
0: Which if people don't remember when you watched, uh, was it Song of the Song? You're like, who's that blonde Natalie Portman? I'm like, you mean Natalie Portman? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I was like, who the fuck is blonde Natalie Portman in this? Yeah, these action scenes are so cool. The, the dudes on the poles, too, like, they haven't shown that yet, but those guys are really cool. I, I also liked her chastity belt with the teeth on it. I yeah. thought that was pretty neat. What a lovely day. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, like, the, the chastity belt is, like, that's, like, fucking oppressive, right? You know what I mean? So.
1: No, I, I just thought the design of it and, like, the future, you know what I mean? The like. Oh, no, 100%, 100%. Yeah.
0: I also do want to say that to give these characters more agency, they brought in for, I think, at least a week, if not a little bit longer... Uh, Eve Ensler, who wrote the vagina monologues, but she came and like did a pass on the script to like give the breeders and the other women, like everybody, just more agency and more ownership and stuff. So it's it worked because cool. I think you know, it was yeah, to know. for a bunch of characters who could be portrayed as very helpless, like they're badass by the end of the movie. So
1: yes, and they do; they take care of themselves. Like the, mo- like, the movie. Even Charlize is like, you guys can't do this. And they're like, no, we fucking got it. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Because, I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is that not only them, but, like, everybody in this hell- hellscape has been through so much, right? That, like, yes. just surviving requires so much effort. There's a thumbs yep. up very, very briefly.
1: The bullet, the bullet farm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See it in 3D. Which, uh, there was at the end, oh, I think the very there was end of the something. Movie, there was one crash where like the things came at the screen and just like this is dumb. Like that did not. The wheel, up. yeah, like yeah.
1: the 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 wheel can the the steering wheel comes at the screen and at that moment I go, was this movie in three D and it shouldn't have been. Like that was the first game, the thought that came through my mind because it's like yep. one of those like very obvious three D shots and you're just like, God no, please tell me that wasn't in three D.
0: But there wasn't a lot like that, which was which is again no, it, there's it's not good, it works.
1: But you know when you see those some shots that you're just like, okay, we get it. Yeah, there's 3D parts in this movie. Cool, thanks.
0: Okay, the Letterbox game. So, for reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road one has of the been most seen popular, <laughs> one of the most popular films in and Seen by oh wait, can't say it. But today's movie, Mad Max Fury Road 2015, directed by George Miller, starring Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron, and Nicholas Holt, has been seen by how many people?
1: Oh, I, this is a tough one. Only because I need to remember what like the latest number was. I'm gonna go 787,000. Too low. Did we cross 800 at some point? Yeah. 832,000? Too low. 900,000? Did we cross 900,000 at some point?
0: 854,000 people. 854,000 uh, people. Out of those 854,000, wow. how many have it in their top four of all time?
1: Oh, this is going to be a fuck ton.
0: And it's, it's such a large number that they just round the shit out of it.
1: Um, 12,000.
0: 12,000, exactly, yep. Damn! Pretty good guess, huh? So we're going to do Rachel Calderon Navarro. Rachel C.N. on Letterbox because she is my only friend on Letterboxd who has this movie in her top four. Because I'm like, oh, I'm good. not going to look through 12,000 of these people. I'm going to go to Rachel. Rachel was a co-host on Real Bad, which is a podcast on the Cage Club Podcast Network about yes, bad movies. Was. Yeah. She was an occasional, frequent, often, not every episode because they had like a rotating panel, but she was on a lot of the episodes of that with Nick Jenkins as the host. So go check that out. But Rachel has Mad Max Fury Road as her favorite movie of all time. Okay. Her fourth favorite movie of all time is a movie called Supermarket Woman, which I've never heard of and I don't know anything about. And I'm nope. like, I'm not, I'm not going to get you to guess it. Nope. Uh, but her number two and number three movie are both from the early 2000s, between 2001 and 2004, one in 2001, one in 2004. They're both very similar, and they both strongly heavily feature a manic pixie dream girl, which if people don't know, that was a, coin, a phrase coined mm-hmm. by the AV Club, a character in that who like makes generally a the male protagonist live life to the fullest. That, like, oh, yes, by falling in love, by meeting you, I now know what love is and life is, and you, you've taught me to be a better person. And she's quirky uh, so,
1: and fun yes. and cute. So one
0: explicitly Manic Pixie Dream Girl. The other one just kind of has that type. But I love both these movies. I'm sure you do. One of which you've made fun of me for liking before. Not that you don't like it, but it's, it's a very common movie in this type of movie. Oh, this but they're is... also both, like, widely considered to be, like, great movies.
1: It's not Eternal Sunshine is one of them.
0: Uh huh. That's number three. <laughs> okay. the See, like it's exactly. <laughs> whoa, that's in twenty six thousand people's top four. Holy shit!
1: Jesus Double Christ. this.
0: Seven hundred ninety three thousand
1: people <sighs> have that. That seems. That feels. That feels Letterboxy.
0: Although I will say that the people I follow on Letterbox, a lot of them gave that really good ratings. But a lot of, like, I say, the most common four and a half on on Fury Road. Almost everybody I follow is a five. I'm like, if you, basically, if you don't like Fury Road, just get the fuck out yeah so the other one is french i will say it's french i wouldn't be surprised if you've seen this but i also don't know if you've seen this
1: i can see the like a little girl with black hair on the poster and it's kind of greenish looking
0: yeah it's that i mean it's not a little girl she's like 25 or something amelie
1: amelie yep that's exactly what
0: i was thinking yes but yeah so fury road amelie eternal sunshine and supermarket woman
1: Eternal Sunshine, good, we we got there, and you gave me some pretty vague clues to get the first two, like, off the jump, I think.
0: I also didn't realize until I was logging this on Letterboxd, like, oh, yeah, this is the movie we use as a reference. I for- didn't
1: either, I was just going to say that, like, when you when you said Matt Max Fury Road, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, we actually watched it now. Yeah. Uh, that's really funny. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I yep. thought that you had known this joke was going to happen, but you played it really well.
0: No, I, I thought about it. No, I thought about it last night. Um, okay. But it just still, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't give you a baseline. But also, like, it's a number that, like, I say literally every episode,
1: so. Yeah, I, I was going to be close. <laughs> yep. Very close, yeah.
0: So next week, we are doing the movie that we thought we were going to do this week. We're doing F9, our third gear. This is with Cara Galo Regan. She's going to be watching it with us. She's going to be watching it on VOD. So next week, we're doing F9. And then also next week, we're going to be recording a bonus episode for Patreon, which we have not announced yet, which we might announce, I think, I guess we'll announce on... uh, I don't
1: even know what it is. And I looked at the schedule sheet that Joey makes for me today. I didn't even read down to figure out what it was.
0: It's a movie we've talked about on Facebook recently. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure we have. That I
0: don't know if you're going to like or not. The director has a... So there's two movies at con that are related to this in one way or another Ooh. um one by the director one sort of thematically but yeah this is a movie that this is one i'm genuinely not sure if you're gonna love or hate or fall somewhere in between we're gonna have a guest and i think the, the, the resident story mike manzi will be on that episode oh, cool. with us our patreon bonus but we'll talk about that more next i'm gonna week. pretend next week like we haven't F9. talked to
1: him in a while but but we've talked to him a lot lately <laughs> But I was thinking, remember, we were like, oh, Mike, we haven't had you on in a while. He was like, I was here like two weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right.
0: <laughs> no, actually, it was in reverse. He's like, I haven't been here in a while. Like, you were here like f- three weeks ago. It's like, <laughs> what well, But yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's right.
0: For all things, Too fast 2 you're going to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash 2Fast2Forever, or at 2Fast2Forever Too Too on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our store, Patreon page at 2Fast2Forever.com, our store at 2Fast2Forever.shop cha-cha-cha buy cetera, a shirt joey
1: won't know who bought it or what size or anything all he knows is which one you bought so yeah
0: go do those things come back next week for f9 third gear when we are joined once again by Kara, as we continue our march this lap and get everyone who's been who's watched all the movies with us to talk about f9 because that's just how we're doing this i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and we'll tell you all about it when we see you